You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health Podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Calm Cove podcast can help you sleep deeply all night long. Calm Cove has deeply relaxing meditation music and ambient sounds, like ocean waves and crackling fires. All of our episodes are designed to help you relax and to fall asleep fast. Calm Cove is brought to you by the team behind Sleep Cove, the sleep podcast that consists of spoken word hypnosis, meditation and stories. So if you want to listen to a beautiful soundscape tonight, search for Calm Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see how we're helping millions of people relax and go to sleep every night. Hello, I'm Teresa McKee, your host for A Mindful Moment. Thank you for joining me as we explore ways to increase mindfulness in our day-to-day experiences. Mindfulness is presence, awareness. It's paying attention to what's happening within us and around us. Mindfulness increases our emotional, physical, and mental well-being. It can also enhance our focus and productivity, And there are many health benefits from practicing mindfulness and meditation, from lowering blood pressure to increased longevity. Perhaps most importantly in today's chaotic world, mindfulness strengthens our ability to be more compassionate to ourselves as well as others. I felt my anger monster rise this weekend. I've been working a lot lately and know that I'm about to hit my wall. So after working Saturday night until 2 a.m. Sunday morning trying to catch up on bookkeeping, I was looking forward to spending a little quiet time outside on Sunday afternoon. Instead, roofers showed up at 8 a.m. at my neighbor's on one side of my home to finish the job they've been working on for the past three days. These neighbors are lovely and always super considerate. So while the noise is distracting... I was able to accept that while irritating, it would pass. I worked Sunday morning through the hammering and then went outside ready to enjoy the great outdoors for the first time in a week. My neighbors on the other side of my house were not only blasting music, but periodically switching to some sort of talk radio. That's when my anger began to rise. I just wanted a little peace and quiet. My self-talk was along the lines of, Do they think that no one else can hear them? And do they think we all want to listen to what they're listening to? And of course, what is wrong with people that they are so inconsiderate? You've probably had similar chats with yourself. The problem is that self-talk doesn't make us feel better. It makes us angrier. So does talking about it to other people. When we're angry, the stress response turns on in our brains, which floods our bodies with adrenaline and cortisol. 
Adrenaline makes our heart beat faster and our blood pressure rise. Long-term cortisol increases our risk for high blood pressure, heart disease, type 2 diabetes, osteoporosis, and other chronic diseases. In addition to my favorite impact, weight increase. Flooding my body with adrenaline and cortisol has absolutely zero effect on my neighbors. It's only hurting me. We can't be angry and joyful or content at the same time. So as my mood plummets, which again has no effect whatsoever on the neighbors, it kind of prompts the question, what's the point of anger? Anger is a natural, life-affirming emotion. It lets us know when a boundary has been crossed, when our needs are not being met, or when someone we care about is in danger. But when misdirected, anger can harm our physical health and our relationships. Like all emotions, anger serves a purpose. The key is to recognize and respect that anger is happening and that it is part of our human experience, but to stop fueling the anger. We have to cut off the stories about how we have been wronged or why our anger is justified. Interestingly, when we know why people are doing something, their intentions, we can manage it much better, as in with my quiet neighbors getting a new roof. When we don't know someone's intentions, we tend to get angry. My noisy neighbors have three dogs that bark a lot. There is occasional screaming. And, of course, there's the music. I don't know what their intentions are because I don't really know them, but I can make up a story. Like many other companies across the globe, I am short-staffed and at my busiest time of year. I have no choice but to be somewhat imbalanced right now between my professional life and my personal life. I definitely have unmet needs right now. That is most likely where my anger is coming from, while the noisy neighbors are simply the match that's lighting the fire. My job is writing intensive, and it's not always easy to come up with ideas every single day. Noise is a distraction that completely disrupts my process. I also record almost every day and am already challenged by trash trucks, gardeners with lawn mowers and blowers, and constant helicopter and airplane noise because I live two miles from a busy regional airport. So, during those gardener, airplane, trash truck-free days, I'm blissfully excited my job might be a little easier until the neighbor's noise kicks in. But my job is not my neighbor's problem, and anger is not going to help me get it done. According to Jessica Mori, Executive Director of Inward Bound Mindfulness Education, being mindful of anger means not suppressing, denying, or avoiding it and also not acting out in harmful ways. Instead, we can connect with the direct experience of the anger and then decide what action to take. In my case, taking outward action is really not the answer. It's not exactly reasonable to want all of my neighbors to be quiet so I can concentrate or make recordings. My problem is inward. I need to work on my focus so that noise doesn't disrupt my writing process or perhaps do something as simple as wear noise-reducing headphones. I need to accept that my recordings will never be as perfect as I'd like because there's just too much external noise and I can't block it all out. Most importantly, 
I need to recognize that the stories I'm making up in my head about my neighbors being inconsiderate is just that, a story I've made up. I could make up a different story, like they're just living their lives and totally unaware they're interfering with my moment of zen or the production of my work. If you experience similar feelings over your neighbors, or inflation, or the pandemic, or the myriad of other things that happen every day that could make us angry, one way to respond is to shift your attention to the body. What part of your body is feeling angry? Are there any sensations that feel neutral or even pleasant? We can rest our attention on the sensations we're feeling for a few minutes, allowing ourselves to find some calm. If your mind wanders back into thinking about the anger-producing situation, return your focus to the neutral sensations you recognized. Next, we can investigate the anger more directly. Where do you feel it? In the chest? Hands? Jaw? What does the anger feel like? How do the sensations of anger change as you focus on them? Do other emotions come up from underneath this anger? What's the most helpful response right now? As I am working through this process while writing about it, a police helicopter just swooped overhead. I turned on the news and found out that an armed and dangerous man is running from the police right through my neighborhood. Now that makes me angry, which is a typical response to fear. Plus, now there's the noise of the police helicopter. But I'll return to the practice. Where do I feel it in my body? Mostly in my stomach. It's tight, a little unsettled. Each time the helicopter swoops right over my house, I feel tension in my shoulders and jaw, too. But as I stay with my body, I recognize that the rest of my body feels fine. This does calm my mind down, which is helpful so that I can determine what actions to take, if any. As the helicopter is still swirling overhead, I can let go of being angry over both being fearful of the armed criminal, but also the noise the criminal is generating, which is actually the only thing affecting me. The action to take when angry is skillfully responding to the situation. If you can take mindful action to resolve a situation that's making you angry, that's fantastic. But most of what we allow ourselves to get angry over has no useful action to take. And that's why we get angrier over the combination of frustration, irritation, fear, and feeling helpless. But we can simply accept that while anger can be a useful emotion, more often than not in the times we're living in, there may not be a skillful action to take other than minding our minds. The helicopter is still circling overhead. The only skillful action I can think of to take is to lock all of my doors and turn on all of my outside lights in the front and backyards. But as far as my anger over another disruption, I don't need the stress or the extra pounds from a release of cortisol. That recognition, along with a few deep breaths, allows me to focus on finishing this podcast so I can move on to other projects that have deadlines right at my heels. I can remember that this heavy workload is temporary, and soon I can return to some sense of normalcy. I can choose not to worry about things that are beyond my control. Mindfulness is a skill which comes from consistent practice. 
as I focus on calming my system down, I can pause and reflect on what's really going on with me. What I'm really angry about is not wanting to work this hard, but the situation is what it is. What would make it much easier to get through would be to focus on being compassionate with myself for being in a difficult situation instead of getting angry at the neighbors, criminals, pilots, and truck drivers. Are there things you're angry about that you could reconsider? If your anger is only hurting you and not making a difference to the situation, why not choose a more self-serving response? The helicopter just left. Does that mean the criminal was apprehended, or did the police lose him and give up? I can choose which story to tell myself, so I'll go for the former. That's the great thing about stories we make up. We always have a choice. Until next time, I encourage you to meditate daily and be mindful in all of your everyday activities. Simply bring your full awareness to the present moment to build your mindfulness skills, paying attention to every detail of what you're doing, from washing dishes to work tasks to taking a walk. Your mind will wander, and that's normal. Each time you notice it has wandered, that's mindfulness. Consider how wonderful the world could be if everyone was mindful. You can help make that happen. It all starts with a mindful moment. Please subscribe to A Mindful Moment with Teresa McKee and rate this podcast so that others can find us. Follow us on social media at A Mindful Moment Podcast. Visit our website, amindfulmoment.com, to access all podcasts and interviews. A Mindful Moment is written by Teresa McKee. The English version is hosted by Teresa McKee, and the Spanish version is translated and hosted by Paola Tile. Intro music, Retreat, by Jason Farnham. Outro music, Morning Stroll, by Josh Kirsch, Media Right Productions. Thank you for tuning in. This podcast is produced by Work to Live Productions, 